Good morning. It's Thursday, the 5th of October in the year of our Lord, 2023. This is Sister on Scripture. of Ezekiel, prophesying to these dry bones. They've again, they've again, those who sleeping, those in the grave, they've again, they've again.
up an army, raise up an army, raise up an army from the dust of the earth. Raise up an army, raise up an army, raise up an army of worshippers. Raise up an army, raise up an army, raise up an army from the dust of the earth. Raise up an army, raise up an army, raise up an army. Again to these travels. There we go. My sound was down a little bit. Um, can y'all hear me okay? I get a five five. Okay, thank you. We're all watching the health department. That's, <laughs> that's always fun. Uh, Mary, we're going to be praying for your eyes, darling. Um, she said earlier in chat that she was... Uh, woke up and had some problems seeing that she never has um, any trouble with her vision like that before. So we'll keep her in prayer for that. Um, there's been a few people sick and some stuff going on. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with the, the frequencies and with just the environmental factors. Um, you know, seeing Starlink and, and knowing, you know, that was going over, that was kind of spooky, creepy-like, and it reminded me of the Hunger Games. Like, it, it, there was no way that was high enough up in the space to be where the stars were. It was just too bright, um, and you could tell the difference. So, it was, uh, it was very creepy. And then we've got... The planes that, you know, of course, they're spraying all kinds of metals and stuff like that. Um, you've got the side effects still from the shedding from people that have been vaccinated. You know, they're starting to kick up 
flu vaccines right now. They're kicking in the um, COVID vaccine jabs. Um, so it's definitely important to keep your your fluids up, keep your vitamins and stuff up, and, and make sure to eat well. Um, focusing in on scripture will really, really help, um, you know, alleviate some of the stress. Um, and I've noticed, you know, I had somebody this morning that reached out to me, and I'm not going to call them out on here, um, but that sent me a DM. And it, it's truth. Um, I had never thought about it, but, you know, um, it's just a pattern that they had witnessed. And whenever they had seen an outpouring of the Holy Spirit, there's a counteract of chaos that's brought in. Um, and so there's been some things that, you know, that has gone on. And, and a lot of times, you know, you're going to get attacks. And um, with one, there was an attack by a female and uh, was really kind of getting nasty. And I won't call names out, but, you know, they were just letting me know is whenever you've got a really big outpouring of the Holy Spirit, of course, evil's going to rear its ugly head and try to deflect from that. And it looks like everybody that's in here this morning, we're all at Bards Fest. So you guys experienced that and saw that. So, you know, you've got to be careful and, and be mindful that because we did, I mean, we, we broke through some major ground and a lot of pent up aggression and, and hurt and torment and memories that resurface for many different people that they didn't expect and and they were able to get deliverance myself included and so you know we have we have really got the devil shaking in his boots um i'm gonna play a clip from pastor anthony that was from bards fest um most everybody that was here was also working it um, as a volunteer so thank you as well and um, I think you probably missed some of it. And I found this one as I was going through. It was very good. So give me just a second to find that. I hadn't planned on playing it, but then God laid it on my heart to play it. So Revival, we think of a good feel-good meeting in the middle of our church service. That is not a revival, amen? That may be a restoration. There may be some strength added to the church that's good. When revival hits, it's like a mighty wave that rips through everything, and it touches all sectors of society, amen? That's why the Bible says the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our God. That's why I love what Scott's doing. He's bringing different leaders from different sectors of society that are pushing forth and advancing the kingdom of God. Because the Bible is very clear. When revival hit before Jesus showed up and John the Baptist was there, what did he say? He said, the kingdom of God suffers violence, but the violent take it by force. That means any time there is an advancement in the spirit realm, in the spirit realm, there's great violence that's taking place. How many have experienced that? 
That's why there was demonic forces released throughout our nation to shove agendas down you and I's throat, but we're not those who are willing to comply with evil, amen? Nor will we quarter evil, amen? And that's why God's raising up a group of people, but in the middle of it, you have to put on your tenacity and your strength, and you have to be ready because this war will not be won without multiple fights and multiple campaigns, amen? Okay, that was not the clip I thought it was, so it may be this one. Fresh measure of your glory. Let the kabod, the weight of heaven, come down now and begin to crush your enemies in your midst, O oh God, in Jesus' mighty name. Father, I thank you that there are powerful angels that are releasing weapons right now to your saints, O oh God. Just receive that right now. There's fresh weapons being distributed right now. If you need a fresh touch from God and you say, God, send an upgrade to my arsenal, just lift your hands up right now. Father, release it right now. Upgrade in the spirit realm. Upgrade of weaponry. Upgrade of wisdom, how to operate it in Jesus' mighty name. Now, Father, your word says a curse without a cause shall not alight. Every curse, you have no landing place here. Now get the hell out of here in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. All right. That's right. We get hell out. Amen. Go ahead and open your Bibles up. Amen. I mean, you know, the dog senses what's going on in the spirit realm. Many times animals are more in tune than the spirit realm than people are. There's enough people that if you will begin to activate your faith, God's going to move you and Bart's Fest to the next level. Amen? Because God is very clear. It's very clear word. He says, draw near to me, and I will draw near to you. How many of you know when God shows up on the scene, every demon of hell begins to shake in their boots? Amen? And that's what happens when you have people that are hungry and have a tenacious thirst and, uh, and hunger for the Lord Jesus Christ. He will show up, and in the spirit realm, all hell begins to break out. Amen? Amen, right? So that was the clip I was actually looking for. And, you know, whenever we have such powerful stuff like that that happens... And, and it happens in, in each person. I mean, just that day, there was a witch there that was cast out. And they're also, I mean, we're starting to see it now where people are lashing out. And, I mean, just getting very aggressive. And, um, and it's, you know, it's just because we have drawn near to God. And what I'm going to start with today, and this is kind of applicable because where we were at in Ezekiel, um, we finished Ezekiel 19 going into Ezekiel 20, where there were lamentations for the princes. And so I want to start today. Um, I was actually just going to start with this from Acts 4, 5. We won't be silent. It's out of the Founders Bible. But um, as I was talking about that, I recalled, you know, hearing you can see now, Mary, that's awesome. 
Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah for blessings and answer prayers. Well, that's awesome. See, Pastor Anthony can send the demons and tell them get the hell out of there. Hey, it's he's a powerful man. Um, and, you know, what's going on, like he said, with the dogs, sensing what's going on in the spiritual realm. We're not really... We have been trained not to think that that spiritual realm exists. We've been trained to think, okay, well, we can believe in God and Jesus and, you know, Moses and, and the people, but we can't believe that there were dragons. You know, that's a mythical being. It's not a mythical being. It's in the Bible. Um, and, and so we've got to really start allowing ourselves for our minds to be able to understand the things that we never understood. The Bible says it, so it must be true. And others, it, it's the indoctrination that's trying to take away from that because the more that we believe in Christ and the more that we preach the name of Jesus and the words and his healing and, and just like go with Mary, she was healed right here in the chat. Um, by God, God did it. None of us did it. It was, it was him. Oh, wow. Punky. I love that you're big German shedder. <laughs> okay. Do you mind me reading that? Okay. She said it was fine. Um, I cried out to Father yesterday, literally cried out. My big German shedder, and I know it wasn't auto. I know that was intentional because they shed a lot. <laughs> uh, my big German shedder laid beside me and cried out with me. It was the strangest thing, but he felt something. Yeah, Punky, we're going to have to get you to, um, not that you need, del I don't think you need deliverance because you're bad or anything, honey. I, there may be something trying to latch on to you that's causing you, I mean, you're fight, you're a fighter. Uh, I'm not saying that, but you know, if the dog sense that there's something trying to attack at y'all, it seems like I'm not saying a hundred percent, but you're a hundred percent light. So please don't take that the wrong way. Um, but yeah, sometimes, I mean, the dogs, they can even sense it in the outside world too. Like you felt it. So it may, no, I take that back on deliverance. You don't need deliverance. It's, you know, you feel it in your heart. You feel what's going on in the world. You feel what's happening and your dog sensed it. You know, and... You know, think about how... Tam told me about how um, with her shoes, that y'all know Sarah did shoes. Amazing shoes. I didn't know she could do such good work. I had seen them before, but I hadn't. She was showing me prototypes. Um, Tam had got a pair, and the shoes, um, yeah, thieves don't break into empty houses. The shoes help her ground. It's kind of like she said, like wearing moccasins when she was, you know, a kid. And it helped her to ground. And we're not. You know, we're not grounded that much. Look at all the concrete, especially in the city. All the concrete around, you know, and 
you wanting to lay down on your floor like that is probably because that was the closest you were trying to connect, you know, and I know when I actually took, I had my shoes off, which I, I took them off several times, um, usually back at the campsite, but it just felt so nice being out on the grass. Um, I miss that. My yard here, because we were still digging out trash that was buried, um, I don't trust, I mean, it's not awful, don't think it like that, but there was broken pieces of like glass and stuff like that that were buried, so I'm having to um, get all that up before we can be barefoot in the yard. I used to go barefoot all the time, and it's just so nice feeling. I would love to have a yard of moss, you know, the soft, fuzzy um, green moss, because it's just so, it's soft. I don't know. I just love it. Punky said her kids play outside barefoot all the time. Uh, they did play kickball barefoot yesterday. Well, that's the best way to do it, though, because you can really get your feet dug in to run. And if you think about it, you know, grounding is, is so beneficial. And right now we've got a lot of things coming at us um, from, from every direction. There's going to be attacks about, you know, the combination with the resistance chicks teaming up with us at Bards Fest and with Scott and doing the shows because I've seen it in the live chat. Um, that's going to happen and people are going to come at us individually. People are going to come at our family. People are going to, I mean, it's going to happen, but we have to be armored up, um, with the armor of God and continuing to stay in that. I, I didn't get into my scripture this morning like I normally do. I normally try to read when, when I get up. I didn't do that. Um, I didn't do it yesterday. And the past few days, I, I haven't started my day in Christ, whether it be reading scripture. And sometimes I'm, I'm not able to start in the morning and read, but I will listen to something either on YouTube or Rumble. I love listening to Given 15. Um, that's Dutch Sheets. There's a Dutch sense that does the earthquakes. And then this is Dutch sheets that preaches. And that or Lion of Judah or um, Grace. There's Grace Digital. There's a lot of different channels, you know, where you can actually listen to it. That or if I've missed um, one of the podcasts that actually has something to do with like Fishers of Men, which we didn't have Fishers of Men last night. I normally catch that in the morning because... It's like if I if I stay up for Fishers, I think y'all've noticed when I stayed up till like twelve thirty one um, on Fishers, I wasn't up in the morning for the morning show. Um, <laughs> just don't do that. I was reading that. I went back to read the chat now. I saw where uh, Little Red was laughing at Pocky. I had to say what she wrote, um, but. We've got to find ways to be able to continue what we had, what we learned at Bards Fest and what we experienced. I know with with us that are all here, we all worked it. So um, we missed a lot of it, but it's important to go back and watch. Um, I've gone back and we're getting it 
He does, Mary. She, Mary says Dutch sheet, sheets seems to give messages that I think she meant in line with bards. God works. Yeah, it's it's very important because um, there was a lot of, I mean, not just the deliverance stuff and the evening stuff was wonderful. Don't get me wrong, but I got to catch that um, in person, you know, because as the evening wound down, um, things were kind of calming down. Punky, I know, was by the time she finished and got cleaned up for the kids, she was ready to go back and get a shower and get some sleep because she'd be back there early again and and bless her and Karen and y'all down there with the children that day. Y'all were amazing. Thank you. Everybody was seriously like that event couldn't have happened without everyone. And it just was perfect. But we're, we're going to have to, you know, go through and watch that because, and I'm clipping stuff um, to put on TikTok for the Bards FM TikTok as well. Um, Rumble doesn't like me. Um, trying to get back to it it was giving me major issues for a few days it really was wanting me to either the devil was against me or god was telling me to wait but um once i get through i've got baby the baby shower for my daughter on saturday and so once um they're here till monday and then they go back and that's going to be the last time i think they get to come home until um probably new year's because i think they're going to stay um in north carolina until new year's come here new year's and then they go to alaska um the speakers individually put on no but they will be um we're going to have the time stamps me and hannah are getting the time stamps on that for each day so that way you can see what who spoke at what time um but uh, on TikTok, if you're on TikTok, um, I'm clipping some of what the speakers have said, but I'm not clipping all of it. I'm just getting, you know, up to about, I don't want to go over three minutes because it really doesn't want to upload anything over that. Um, it just really wants to bog down and install out. But I know we'll have them um, online with the, the actual schedule. I mean, the, the timestamps when they went, so that way you can find it that way. It just, it gets slow trying to, um, when you're skipping it ahead on Rumble, it doesn't like you to skip ahead. It gets very angry. It's weird. But I'm going to start um, out of the Founder's Bible, and this is We Won't Be Silent. Um, if you've got one that's... Um, page 1667 it's um, Acts 4 through 5 as Psalm 2 1 through 4 observed three millennia ago why are the nations in an uproar and the peoples devising a, a vain thing the kings of the earth take their stand and their rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed he who sits in the heavens laughs the Lord scoffs at them. It has happened in the past in regard to the na to national Israel, and yet this passage also speaks prophetically about a time future when, excuse, excuse me, when this is true of Jesus Christ. It's hard to imagine that at some point all the nations of the world will knowingly be aligned together against God. The heathen will rage. 
It seems unthinkable, and yet a simple cursory review of some of today's intolerance for public Christian expressions make you wonder if the stage isn't being set in measure for that very thing. A state employee in Minnesota was barred from parking his car in, in the state parking lot because he had a religious sticker on his bumper. A kindergarten student in Saratoga Springs, New York, was forbidden to say a prayer over her lunch and was scolded by a teacher for doing so. A military honor guardsman was removed from his position for saying, God bless you and this family and God bless the United States of America, while presenting a folded flag to a family during a military funeral, a statement the family requested be made at the funeral. Senior citizens meeting at a, a community senior center in Balk Springs, Texas, were prohibited from praying over their own meals. A library employee in Russellville, Kentucky, was barred from wearing her necklace because it had a small cross on it. College students serving as residential assistants in Eau Claire, and I'm not sure if I said that right, it's E-A-U, and then space Claire, C-L-A-I-R-E, Wisconsin, were prohibited from holding Bible studies in their own private dorm rooms. A third grader in Arano, Arano Maine, who wore a t-shirt containing the words, Jesus Christ, was required to turn the shirt inside out so the words could not be seen. A school official in St. Louis, Missouri, called an elementary student praying over his lunch. He lifted the student from his seat, reprimanded him in front of the other students, and took him to the principal, who ordered him to stop praying. In Miss Oh, goodness, I got tongue-tied. I got mad. <laughs> in Memphis, Tennessee, a library offered shelves for displaying community advertisements and announcements. When a local church placed a notification of its upcoming Christmas program in a small nativity scene on the shelf, the library required the removal of Joseph, Mary, Jesus, and the wise men from the scene, leaving only the farm animals. The enforced exclusion of Christian faith from the public square in America is now so aggressive that in Orange County, California, a pastor was arrested for quietly playing Christian music at his picnic table in a public park. Two Gideons were arrested in Florida for standing on sidewalks and giving Bibles to those who wanted them. Four Christian evangelists at a public festival near Detroit were arrested for answering questions they had been asked about their own Christian faith. It continues. A Christian father was arrested in Lexington, Massachusetts for a objecting to the public school teaching his kindergarten son about homosexuality and gay marriage. A 67-year-old man in Georgia was arrested for passing out Christian tracts on a public street. Okay, I was trying to make sense out of that other one. So the man was, the Christian father was arrested in Lexington, Massachusetts because he was objecting 
to the school, public school teachers trying to teach his kindergarten son about homosexuality and gay marriage. I was, I was confused on that one for a second. I don't know if anybody else was. In Philadelphia, 11 Christians were arrested for holding up signs with Bible, Bible verses during a gay pride parade down the city streets. And these are the same gay pride parade where, you know, they're naked on bicycles and stuff. It's sick. Which I'm not telling y'all anything new. In Wichita, Kansas, a pastor who uh, was arrested for standing on a public sidewalk and giving out gospel tracts and the gospel of John. In Hemet, California, a Christian pastor was arrested for reading a Bible out loud on a public sidewalk. In Sacramento, California, I noticed a pattern there. In Sacramento, California, a Christian youth pastor was arrested after he struck up a casual conversation about faith with fellow shoppers at a mall. Now, this was as print, as of print. There's been so much more that has happened since then, since the Founders Bible came out, that it, it just shows the general hatred towards Christians. And Jesus said that we were going to be persecuted. Um, and it means that we are following in Jesus' steps. If we're being persecuted, we're, we're doing what Jesus did. Mary, and see, it's sad because California is a beautiful state. Um, overall, like, I mean, it's a long ways to get from one side, of, one end of the state to the other if you're going north to south or south to north. East to West is still long, but not as long, but it's, it's a gorgeous state. I, I love the, the beauty of it, um, the coastline and the mountains and seeing snow on the mountains while looking at the ocean, you know, it's that and, you know, your growing season, what you can grow is, it's absolutely beautiful, but the politics there is is awful and it's because of cheating and and then you've got the um the persecution of the christians but i was when i was in santa monica um when i was heading up towards bards fest i had talked to a gentleman there who was from um oh goodness where was it fresno and he said that you know there's been a big movement up and down the coast of Christ. Like a lot of people have been um, really preaching gospel and going out and discipling. And it's, that's wonderful. I just, I, I loved California. I just did not like the politics and the feeling in some of the places. Um, but as far as like at the at the coast, you know, looking up the coast and the mountains and, and being outside the city part, it was gorgeous. Okay, back to this. This modern hostility towards Christianity in America is unprecedented, but the general conflict is not new. Throughout history, those who hate God have joined forces with one another to oppose God, his son, and his people. 
Yeah, y'all are right. Um, Punky and Liz, they do work very hard to destroy all the beauty that Father created. And it is, it's kind of like that in every state in the Union, all ugly cities, because we have them too. The worldview conflict between the two sides is ancient. But the question of which side will succeed at any given time here on earth is determined by the people. If they preserve a love for God and his things, the secular anti-God forces will not prevail. But if those who love God become aphetic, lethargic, and uninvolved, the opposing forces will triumph, which is what is coming, what is occurring in America today. Oh, Ryan. Goodness. Significantly, polling repeatedly affirms that public approval for religious expressions, such as prayer at school events or political gathering, displays of the Ten Commandments or other religious documents, preservation of the national motto, and under God in the pledge, teaching creation in public schools, etc., is consistently at 70% support or above. Yet in each of these areas, the secularists and God-haters are prevailing in public policy. This is not because they are greater in numbers, but rather because the 70% sits by, shakes its head, and does nothing while the opposition remains active. As Jesus pointed out in Matthew 13, 25, when the good men go to sleep, the enemy comes in and wreaks havoc. The current worldview battle for the cultural soul of America is certainly not new. Even during the founding era, individuals such as Thomas Paine were vocal in expressing the hostility towards Christianity that has now become commonplace. The difference is that when it occurred two centuries ago, the people rose up to ensure that Paine's sentiment remained the exception rather than the rule. In fact, the public reaction to Paine's attack against religion in general and Christianity in particular is instructive. For example, when Paine sent a copy of his views on religion to Benjamin Franklin to solicit his thoughts, Franklin's, thought, uh, Franklin's response was forceful. I will not enter into any discussion of your principles, though you seem to desire it. At present, I shall only give you my opinion that the consequence of printing this piece will be a great deal of odium, hate. Drawn upon yourself, mischief to you, and no benefit to others. He that spits into the wind spits in his own face. But were you to succeed, do you imagine any good would be done by it? Think how great a portion of mankind have need, have need of the motives of religion to restrain themselves from vice to support their virtue. I would advise you, therefore, not to attempt unchaining the trigger, the t tiger. Oh, goodness, I'm sorry. I would advise you, therefore, not to attempt unchaining the tiger, but to burn this piece before it is seen by any other person. Paine ignored Franklin's counsel and went ahead and published his book, The Age of Reason. He was promptly and resoundingly condemned by the 
prominent founders, including Samuel Adams, who wrote Paine a stiff rebuke, telling him, When I heard you had turned your mind to a defense of infidelity, I felt myself much astonished and more grieved that you had attempted a measure so infurious to the feelings and so repugnant to the true interest so a so great a part of the citizens of the United States. The people of New England, if you will allow me to use a scripture phrase, are fast returning to their first love, Revelation 2.4. Do you think that your pen or the pen of any other man can unchristianize the mass of our citizens? Or have you hopes of converting a few of them to assist you in a bad cause? John Adams similarly denounced Paine, declaring, The Christian religion is above all the religions that ever prevailed or existed in ancient or modern times. The religion of wisdom, virtue, equity, and humanity. Let the blackguard, the, which is a scoundrel or a rogue, Paine say what he will. When Constitution signer, Revolutionary General, and U.S. Supreme Court Justice William Patterson learned that some Americans seemed to agree with Paine's work, he thundered, Infatuated Americans, why renounce your country, your religion, and your God? Oh, shame, where is thy blush? Is this the way to continue independent and to render the 4th of July immortal in memory and song? Declaration signer Benjamin Rush called Paine's work absurd and impious. Declaration signer Charles Carroll described it as blasphemous writings against the Christian religion. John Witherspoon announced that Paine was ignorant of human nature as well as an enemy to the Christian faith. John Quincy Adams declared that Mr. Paine has departed altogether from the principles of the revolution. Revelation, oh, sorry. And Elias Boudinot, President of Congress, published The Age of Revelation, a full-length theological rebuttal to Paine's work. Patrick Henry also wrote a refutation of what he described as the puny efforts of Paine. But after reading Bishop Richard Watson's apology for the Bible, specifically written against Paine, Henry deemed that work sufficient and decided not to publish his reply. Many similar examples could be cited, but these are sufficient to show that Paine's anti-religious views were strongly rejected and loudly denounced by Americans. In fact, the public opposition to Paine was so vehement that he spent his last years in New York as an outcast in social ostracism eventually being buried in a cow pasture because no American cemetery would accept his remains. So how did America move to an opposite position in just two centuries? The answer is found in the Bible axiom that a little leaven leavens the whole lump of dough, 1 Corinthians 5, 6, and Galatians 5, 9. That is, if diligence is not practiced, little things ignored, can grow into big problems. As the decades passed after the founding era, 
a strong public denunciations. I'm sorry, the strong public denunciations of the type of anti-God sentiments expressed by Paine gradually began to lessen, thus encouraging the rise of a well-organized secularist movement in America. And that's true. You know, that's some of the problem that we we see today, even with the left. You know, the left is louder. Look at how Nancy Pelosi was as House Speaker versus how Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker before he was outed. You know, there was a big difference in, in who is actually getting out there and getting stuff done. Now, yes, a lot of the Democrats had paid um, through Act Blue were able to pay people to go out and actually protest different things and be activists instead of, you know, where the, the conservatives, the Republicans, most of them are actually working, you know, so they're not able to do that. And I mean, it's kind of a low blow to sit there and hire a bunch of people to go do one thing when we should be doing it on our own, you know, we have to be involved. Uh, and that's why I really like the county by county model. You know, it starts from the ground up. Um, and it starts with getting to know your area. And that's one of the reasons why I have my vision of, of having the ones that want to come and live together, kind of like how we, you know, those of us that camped, or I mean, even if you didn't camp, you were there most of the day and I'm sure you bounced around to different campsites because I had different people come into mind you know that that weren't um staying there but were you know coming to visit and so that's what I envision you know later on is having having something like that where we're all together and then winning our city winning our county bringing more people in and taking over a state and then taking over another state and and doing tra like travel discipling to where we go to different places and bring true Christianity. You know, there's there's a lot of Christianity that's been watered down that I'm seeing really that it infuriates me when they try to say that the LGB community can, oh, well, you can have same-sex marriages or... You know, we, oh, this one guy was talking about, let's, let's change scripture and, and, and the Bible's not true. Love you, Tam. Be, have a safe, wonderful weekend, honey. Prayers up that God just, you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you come back refreshed, renewed, and riding that cloud with Jesus and telling us all about it, honey. Liz has a very good point. She said, so many are sleeping. I try and share educational resources, but people are stuck in the slave world. Uh-oh, it's scrolling. Okay, there we go. But people are stuck in the slave world. I think that's supposed to be slave world. And tired, ugly planned attack it is. It, it, it's awful. Morning, MSM liars. Hey, brother. You're here on a good time. We're talking about trying to take over Kentucky with my village and start like with one county and then, or the city and then the county and 
take over the state and then spread it out to the rest of the U.S. Um, we're reading Acts 4 through 5 out of the Founder's Bible. We won't be silent. And then we're going into Ezekiel in a minute. I started a little early, so you're not, it's not that you're late. I'm late, but I started at 1030 because I need to be off of here by 12 today. Um, I've got a piece here. <laughs> I love that, John. John says, we already are here, laugh out loud. No need to take over, just join the resistance. Yeah, but see, it's going to take a lot of people, you know, that are the same like-minded. And it's kind of like reverse osmosis or diffusion, you know, where as they start in a concentrated area and move out, we've got to we got to do the same thing. We've got to get concentrated and then move out. Good morning, Dale. Good to see you, brother. I hope you're feeling better. I'm going to share this video over in Knickknacks. It's one that's a new one that I saw yesterday. There was a, um, a pastor talking about wanting to actually change the Bible to allow it to be more inclusive of LGBTQ, RS, LMNOP. Is that playing through on y'all's end or not? Okay, thank you. This is, uh, there's several of them here that have been talking about that. Let me get his name and get it pulled up to where it's not playing the whole thing. I heard this yesterday and I was just like, what in the world is this guy seriously talking about? Yeah, the alphabet people. More unashamed about his Andy Stanley. Rid of the Bible. We don't need the Bible. When we preach and teach, instead of citing the Bible, we just drop back and say, John, an eyewitness of the resurrection says, Paul, who steps onto the pages of history as someone who hated the church says, 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says, all scripture is theonistos, it's breathed out by God. So the, the origin of scripture is from God. The Holy Spirit of God carries people along to write what they write. They really and it's interesting, for a second, so why don't we just cite the people that were carried along? Sorry. We can't start with the Bible says the Bible. I mean, you can, the Bible says the Bible says the Bible says, but here's the thing, everybody else now knows what else the Bible says. It, it's So now I'm beginning to spit and match on the six day creation, young earth old earth levitical law homosexuality i mean it's like oh gosh you know we're the issue is who is jesus that's the issue and if you get that straight the dominoes start falling in um you know good directions for the most part i think the only way we can get there andy is by saying the bible says no we, we don't have to say that if i if i can finish the thought the bible says that jesus rose again from the dead that's no, how it actually does. doesn't say that that's how you know jesus rose from the dead because the biblical witness gives you that testimony that jesus rose from the dead uh that bible is where you get the message that jesus rose again from the dead Both no it's it's not <clears throat> well explain so that Andy. explain that well, what do you mean by saying the bible doesn't say that jesus rose from the dead because the bible doesn't say anything John did, Moses did, David did, and that's in the Bible. Paul did, but it was only in the Bible once it got put in the Bible. That's incoherent. And well, literally bashing the Bible and instead teaching things that are more in line with self-help, being the best you can be 
through worldly man-made wisdom, which is no wisdom at all. So it makes you wonder why doesn't he want to live stream this to share with those who aren't going to be able to be at his church in Georgia, but still would like to hear, hey, Andy Stanley, what's going on, buddy? Now I'm going to show you what Andy Stanley had to say in his message that wasn't live stream that clarified his stance on biblical marriage. We're going to get into that in just a second. But if you remember this conference, Unconditional, you're going to see that Greg and Lynn McDonald, they are the founders of Embracing the Journey. Again, they put on the Unconditional Conference, which is hosted by Andy Stanley at his church, North Point Community Church. And when you look at the speakers of this conference, this is what everybody's pointing out, is that it is filled with speakers who are progressive, affirming Christians. And you can see here that Justin Lee, I've showed you his Instagram page in my other videos, but he is a self-proclaimed LGB Christian geek who writes books. Another speaker at this conference is David Gushy, who is very outspoken about how he changed his views on LGB and Christianity and how he is affirming and accepting now. And he is a very outspoken, progressive, liberal Christian. You also have the Kazis as well. And then Brian Neitzel, you can see his name right here, another LGB, openly LGB Christian who has said that Christians need to rethink what the truth is. We need to re-examine it and create a better truth that is more inclusive within Christianity. And then I want to point out here that they say that this conference is coming from the quieter middle space. So they're not taking one side or the other. This is the middle area. Even though this is far from the middle, you have openly. So yeah, we've got people out there and I mean if you're a new Christian coming in or even not even a Christian but you've got this guy out there and say he happens to catch on to somebody that is questioning or, or trying to be ex you know get exposed some to religion this guy is just blasphemous you know and he's gonna mislead them completely incorrect you know there's sometimes where people can have differences of interpretations of some things but this guy is blatantly sitting there and saying, you know, doesn't matter what Jesus says. I'll put the whole link up. Um, the whole video is like 20 something minutes, I think. Um, let me look. I can't recall. 21 minutes, 56 seconds. And it's good. Um, it really is. But he does talk about how, you know, the words of Jesus aren't aren't uh, not really the, that it's able to be changed. Um, and is open more to interpretation. Now, I think some of the, some people can get away more with saying, well, this verse means that, and that verse means that. But when it comes out of red letter language, you don't argue with that. And, and marriage is strictly between a man and a woman. It's Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve. And so... You know, us Christians that are true Christians, and I've gotten to where I don't even like seeing that word because of how they, how they've corrupted, just like the medical system. You know, I, I say that I was a nurse because even though I am still a nurse, I'm still licensed 
I don't... I'd rather be saying that I'm a healer. Yeah, Dale. Dale said, kind of like a lawyer speak. It is. And um, with that guy saying a... A biblical marriage, you know, he's trying to change it that way. Oh, definitely, Lil Red. Yeah, I'm not trying to. I'm, what I'm saying, though, is. Oh, you, you actually listened to it? Because that's who it was, is Andy Stanley. Um. No, Lil Red, I wasn't saying, like, I'm afraid what's going to happen is he's going to get in there and people that don't actually read Scripture, because there's so many people that don't read the Bible. Um, I was talking about it just um, today. No, not today. I didn't talk to Caitlin today. Yesterday with Caitlin about how, you know, the Bible there is, there's dragons, you know, there's beasts and stuff like that. And oh, let's see if I can copy now this way. There's dragons and beasts and oh, I could copy again. And it's, yeah, unicorns. And, you know, they try to tell people now that that's not, that those are just mythical. Those aren't those don't exist well they do but people don't know to argue that because they haven't actually listened to it they are listened to it well you can listen to the bible too but you haven't actually read that um beth thank you for sharing that i put that link up in knickknacks as well as the one with um bryson on it Lil Red says, bless you for enduring that. Yeah, and it's really, it's very interesting how, you know, Christians will believe in God and, and angels. And, and I'm not saying you guys, I'm saying, you know, in general, the ones that don't actually read the scripture and even some that do. Um. She really, oh, she, sorry, I was talking about, I was reading chat there again. And then lost my train of thought on that. Um, you know, we've got to start just getting out there, getting the word out because of these, these false preachers that are out there doing this. And I mean, sitting there saying that the Bible wasn't true. It's the Bible. It, it's 66 books and one big book. Yes, they have different author, authors, but it's still the Bible. Um, it's kind of like how um, Lauren Daigle, um, I had found that video on her, and I've played it on here before, about how she was talking about um, gays and, and if it was a sin, and because she's got friends that are like that, and she wouldn't condemn it. Well, it's a sin. God, it says it in this, in scriptures. The sins are listed out. You know, I mean, you can't sit there and make it up for yourself and continue to go with it just because it fits. All right, so there's a little bit more on this, um, in the Founders Bible here, um, it just talks about 
um, the demand. So it says on the centennial anniversary of the declaration, July 4th, 1876, the National Liberal League announced its birth. In 1877, it set forth its initial objectives and the following year published its public policy positions in a piece called it called The Demands of Liberalism. We demand that churches and other ecclesiastical property shall no longer be exempt from just taxation. We demand that the employment of chaplains in Congress, in state legislatures, in the Navy and militia, and in prisons, asylums, and all other institutions supported by public money shall be discontinued. We demand that all public appropriations for educational and charitable institutions of sectarian or religious characters shall cease. We demand that all religious services now sustained by the government shall be abolished, and especially that the use of the Bible in public schools, whether ost ostensibly as a textbook or avowedly as a book of religious worship, shall be prohibited. We demand that the appointment by the President of the United States or by the governors of the various states of all religious festivals and fasts shall wholly cease. We demand that the judicial oath, so help me God, in the courts and in all other departments of the government shall be abolished. We demand that all laws directly or indirectly enforcing the observance of Sunday as the Sabbath shall be repealed. We demand that all laws looking to the enforcement of Christian morality shall be ab abrogated or repealed. We demand that not only the in the Constitution of the United States and of the several states, but also in the practical administration of the same, that our entire political system shall be founded and administered on a purely secular basis. A member of this organization was Robert Ingersoll. And y'all remember on the Q stuff, they had that Ingersoll Lockwood site. I just thought that was interesting. Known as the Nat National Evangelist for Atheism, to garner public support for these positions, he engaged in deliberate, deliberate revisionism, the rewriting of history to make it appear godless, a practical a practice still regularly engaged in by secularists today. Oh, that's funny, John. Asserting our government should be entirely and purely secular. So our fathers said we shall form a secular government. The Declaration of Independence denied the authority of any and all gods. They agreed that there should be only one religion, and that was the religion of patriotism. Our fathers founded the first secular government that was ever founded in this world. Of course, Ingersoll's claim is a lie, proven even by the Declaration of Independence itself, which openly acknowledges God in four separate locations. Additionally, thousands of the writings and official acts of the Founding Fathers further repudiate his claim. Nevertheless, Ingersoll, sorry, Ingersoll and his fellow travelers persisted in their false assertions 
This, the following, the axiom attributed to Dr. William James in 1842 to 1910, the father of modern psychology, that there's nothing so absurd that if you repeat it often enough, people will believe it. Unless a standard of truth is once again raised above the misinformation and revisionism, James' axiom is likely to come true. The false revisionist claims of liberals and secularists, secularists, I'm sorry, that one's a tongue twister for me, faithfully and unrelentingly repeated over the past century are now routinely accepted as undisputed fact. The Bible warns, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge in Hosea 4.6. Today, many secularists and liberal organizations are actively at work in America to, to, to fulfill the vision of Thomas Paine, Robert Ingersoll, the National Liberal League, and others of that worldview. These groups include the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, Americans United for Separation of Church and State, AU, Military Religious Freedom Foundation, MRFF, Freedom from Religion Foundation, FRFF, American Atheist, AA, People for the American Way, P-A-W. Move on, media matters, etc. Not to mention academia and most university professors. Significantly, current polling shows that liberal professors in America outnumber all other types of professors by a margin of at least six to one. And I know John recalls this. Media Matters is the one that wrote the hit piece um, on on Bards, on the first Bards Fest out in St. Louis. Um, they wrote a really crazy, obscene hit piece that was trying to tie Q to Christians. I don't know. It was weird. Strikingly, when one reviews the 1878 demands for liberalism, one quickly realizes that those demands could have easily been penned just last week. For they are still the commonplace language of today's liberals and secularists. In fact, more of that liberals' claims claim to be progressive, evolutionary, and modern in their support for fundamentalist, fundamental change, the more they remain the same as they always have been. The timelessness of their rhetoric simply demonstrates that the conflict is really the spiritual one described 3,000 years ago in Psalm 2. So while the heathen rage, what is the church meant to do? Clearly, all that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing. We can decry the encroaching darkness all we want. We can even believe that the hostile climate to Christianity is evidence that the end times are near. But as it so well expressed in 2 Kings 7.3, in the midst of a community that is under siege, why do we sit here until we die? Those with a pro-God worldview must become re-engaged in society. They must not only vocally and politically reassert their support and approval for the public religious liberties expressions that 
Americans have enjoyed and cherished for four centuries. Sorry. My eyes took a little strain there. For four centuries. But they must also denounce those who attack and seek to abolish those liberties and expressions. If we do not, we will continue to lose them by default, by silence, and inactivity. Remember that even though God told his people that he had given them the promised land, they still had to keep fighting the giants. In fact, the lesson of the children of Israel clearly demonstrates that if you do not like fighting, get used to living in the wilderness. But if you want to enjoy the richness of what God has promised, learn to battle hostile forces. We must stand up and do all we can to preserve the national treasures that God has placed into our hands. Matthew eleven twelve declares, From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and violent men take it by force. So do we grab our guns and pitchforks and take to the streets and win this culture war? Is that what this is about? No. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but divinely powerful for the destruction of the fortress. We are destroying speculations and every lofty thing raised up against the knowledge of God. 2 Corinthians 10, 3-5 We are meant to be engaged, not sitting on the sidelines. Sometimes it is wisdom to know that a gentle answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Proverbs 15, 1. Other times, as was true of Paul, our prayer should be that of asking for boldness that we might declare the mystery of the gospel as we ought to speak. Ephesians 6, 20. And what, to, what do we do when in the midst of our going forth and proclaiming this good news, we are met with the kind of tyrannical, hostile resistance described at the beginning of this article? What then? Thankfully, we're not left without a clear biblical example of just this very thing in Acts 4, 1 through 31 and 5, 12 through 42 provide us a situation remarkably similar to the increasing hostility we are witnessing today. You will find it very inspiring, encouraging, uh, I'm sorry, a very inspiring and encouraging read. Having been jailed, interrogated, threatened, and commanded not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus, Peter and John answered, whether it is right in the sight of God to give heed to you rather than to God, you be the judge, for we cannot stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. Acts 4, 19 through 20. And when they were released, they returned to their companions. And when they heard this, they all lifted their voices to God with one accord and referenced the very same verse from Psalm 2. And how the heathen rage and conspire against the Lord and against his Christ and prayed. And now, Lord, take note of their threats and grant that your bondservants may speak your word with all confidence while you extend your hand to heal and signs and wonders take place through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. The answer, and when they had prayed, the place where they had gathered to speak together was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God with boldness. May that be 
one of our, oh, sorry, may that be one of our same expectations today. The disciples could not and would not be silent. But as opposed to just picking up a fleshly fight and stirring up strife, they gathered together and cried out to God for an outpouring of his spirit. May we do the same. And when we have gathered together and lifted our voices in one accord, perhaps the very place where we all, where we are, will yet be shaken and God's presence will be manifestly evident for all to see. I got all kinds of tongue-tied there. Good morning, Emily. Good to see you here, hon. Perhaps one of the most convincing proofs to an unbelieving world that the Father did in fact send Jesus and that all this is true is the simple encouragement that Jesus gave to his disciples. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. John 13, 35. A loveless church is perhaps the single greatest reason for the advancement of the liberal agenda. It is high time we employed our most powerful weapon of all, genuine love unleashed upon a dying and hurting world. Welcome to the new Great Awakening. That right there um, is very applicable for some of what was experienced at Bard's Fest and... For the last one at Flemingsburg, um, as well as what we need to be doing and getting out there, why it's so important to get out there. And even if you don't know the people, you know, go out there, you know, take a friend or something with you or a spouse or a loved one and set up a sign or put a sign in your car. I can't think of how many people I saw during COVID's lockdowns that had different signs on their cars and had wrote, you know, on the windows or on the doors with a dry erase markers. Now it may wind up messing up your paint if you leave it on there long enough. But if you're afraid to get out and get in voice or you, you know, aren't able to or or by yourself and a place where it's not safe, You can, you know, put something in your car, put something, you know, out on your lawn or there's ways to get vocal. You can print out different pamphlets and and hang them up. Um, I know Bear had done something like that in California. There's many, many ways to get engaged and get involved and get active without having to be confrontational. Um, and like I said at the beginning, you know, we're... Yeah, slip them on shelves, on the shelves at grocery stores. That's awesome. Um, you know, after we come off an event that was so filled with the Holy Spirit that there's going to be attacks, just like, you know, my friend had sent me in the message this morning is, you know, when you've got so much Holy Spirit in one place that you can expect attacks. And so they're going to be there. So the best thing that we can do is just be prepared, be expectant, get in the word, and get active. Because just like this and, uh, Andy Stanley, you know, it's, they're flipping and trying to flip Christianity around, and we can't allow that. We have to get mad, but we have to do it with righteous anger. We have to do it according to what 
was taught to us by Jesus. Standing around and doing nothing is just as bad as being part of it. And I'm going to um, go ahead and take prayer requests, Neil. I was trying to see if Podbean will actually play its music. So we're not in silence while I wait on prayer requests.
Okay, I've got those prayer requests. Um, do we have any others? There we go. Miss Emily. Oh, yes, we'll definitely be praying for that, Emily. Anyone else have any prayer request? I definitely will, little punky. Just wait just a second, see if we had any others. That looks like that's it. Good morning, um, Shasha. Got that for you, Karen. them right down so that way I could be praying on them too later. All right, guys, if you will um, join me in prayer. Bow your heads if you're not driving. If you're driving, please don't. Heavenly Father, I thank you for just giving us the space to be able to come together to discuss and worship and have fellowship with one another to talk about what's going on um, in our lives, in the world, in scripture, and how that all applies, and the ways that we can grow closer to you, Father. Um, this world's been chaotic, and we know that we're not of this world. We're just here for a little bit. Um, so, Father, just continue giving us the discernment that we need to be able to to see when an enemy is coming right at us and the wisdom to be able to know how to handle that um, appropriately. Because sometimes, Father, we get situations that that sometimes we just don't know how to address. Um, you know, Christians for a while were, were staying silent because they thought that, you know, it was it was considered judging to say something, but it's not, if you're, if you're talking about something and there's two or more there confronting that, that it's, you know, it's got to be based on scripture, Father, but we're able to see. So continue to give us that, that guidance, that wisdom and that sight to see what's right, to see what's wrong, to know um, which path to take. Sometimes it seems hard, Father, help us to be able to stand up against the tyranny, to be able to use scripture and wield our sword of 
scripture against the enemy when it comes down to fighting for our children and pulling them out of the public schools, putting them in homeschools and just going against the grain to speak out against these churches that are telling lies that are being blasphemous. Father, for for the churches that have been shut down, um, your, your house is always open. Your doors are always open. They are not supposed to be closed. And Father, for those that have, I just pray that they, they realize what they've done, that they realize that they don't have to have fear because you tell us not to have fear. We have Jesus beside us, and Jesus says that if he is for us, who could be against us? There's no one. So, Father, give us that strength. Give us that ability to be able to go out there and roar like a lion or a lioness, to be able to lay down the foundations that our founding fathers were able to give that have been covered up, but we know they're still there, Father. So help us to to get them uncovered and to get the truth out, to spread the truth to, to so many, Father, to bring that that wisdom, that knowledge that that mainstream media is not wanting to tell, but that we can and we will, Father, use our voices to get the truth out there. Use our voices to help bring you to others, Father. Please decrease me so that you may increase in me and throughout me, Father, and throughout everyone here. Father, we have requests um, for Forrest to be able to, to get hired on as an electrician soon um, because Forrest needs that that direction and to have that that purpose and so father we just pray that that he realizes that he does have purpose regardless of how long it takes for him to to get that job it will it, it will be the one that you want him to have but father let him, let him know that you're still with him, that you're still holding his hand, you're still walking beside him. And for Roberta, who had a T1 back injury, Father, I just pray healing over Roberta, healing that there will be no no pain from that, no, no nerve injuries, no inflammation, that the recovery is just miraculous and is a miracle because that healing is coming from you, God. You are our ultimate healer and you are our ultimate provider. And Father, for all of those that are traveling um, right now, whether it be traveling for, for ministry purposes or if it's personal or if it's both or those returning, you know, Scott's returning back from Bart's Fest and has a men's camp retreat this weekend. And, and Father, you know, we've got the Isaiah 61 conference with the Church of Glad Tidings next week. And, and so I just pray for them. I pray for my daughter who's going to be traveling with her husband um, this actually today, this afternoon, um, down to South Carolina, Father, and then back on Monday for everybody traveling. I just pray that that you are stay continued with them, which I know you are, and that they arrive to each destination without harm and safely. Father, for our brother Jeff, um, Kilted Patriot, we just pray for his healing and the restoral that 
he he doesn't have these migraines anymore that he's able to get out of bed and feel fresh and new and and rejoice and jump and, and shout to the Lord hallelujah I'm healed father we believe it so and and there's way more than two or three gathered so father we are believing that we are we are declaring that that's going to happen for our brother Jeff and and father we lift his wife insidious up to to you as well she's really taken on the brunt right now as he is sick she's out there working and being the provider and and father she's applied for some different jobs and right now she's a little fearful that not really feel fearful but concerned that you know she was recently hired on with this company and they're trying to bring back the mandates and she's not going to take a vaccine father because she doesn't need that she doesn't need to be told she needs to take a shot for something that she has to take a test to be told she has. So, Father, just be with her, be with Insidious and Jeff, and continue to guide them as they are are persevering through this trials and these tribulations and these troubles, Father, and still enduring it with faith and love, still enduring it with prayers for others. For Dale's adult children, Father, we just, we pray for them. You know what's going on there. And so, Father, we just pray for his adult children. Um, For Duncan, we pray for him, Father, because Pastor Anthony gave him a word, and that word has been on his mind. It's been on our mind, and we've just been praying for him. Um, That whatever darkness, whatever witchcraft is being used against him, we rebuke it. We send it back to hell from where it came from, and we do not allow it to have any power here on earth, on our brother, or on his family. Father, for Karen, who needs wisdom regarding her daughter and is asking for your provision, Father, we just pray for your blessing onto her. And for Emily, um, Father, she's we had one miracle today, Emily, so we believe that, that God's going to heal another as Mary had issues seeing this morning, and now she's saying that she can see. Father, our, our sister Emily has had issues with her eyes, and she goes tomorrow for a follow-up appointment, Father. And and they're going to check her left retina where they, they're draining it, where they had put some oil in it a few months ago. And Father, we pray that her eyesight is restored that it's back to even better than it was before so that she could see all the beauty and wonders that you've given us, Father. She can see all the healing herbs that you've given us, all the love that you put in our hearts and and the children, Father, seeing the joy and laughter on the children's faces. And Father, for, for Punky, our wonderful sister in Christ who's been devoted to our flame-throwing fireball, um, Father, she's... She's been in faith and, and she's been persistent to, to believe and have trust in you. And, and Father, they're in a state that the state's about gone and she wants better for her children. You promise better for your children, Father. And and so she's just, she we're praying that you provide that, that better for her. And not only for her and her children, but for the other people's children that she's going to reach. Because Punky is is a teacher above all. She's a mother and a teacher, and she's got 
heart of gold that just gives and gives and gives to everyone else. So, Father, we pray for this blessing to be given to her and to her family so that they can grow up and be able to enjoy the blessings that you intended for for her and for all of our families. Father, she's in a, a more than a tyrannical state. It's a dictatorship. And, and Father, that's you don't want that for her. You don't want that for any of us. So, Father, we pray blessings that it be on the land of Kentucky. But if it's not, Father, give them their land. Give them their home. Give them their space where they don't have to worry about the tyrants, where they can worship you freely without fear of repercussion, without fear of somebody coming up if she puts up something in her yard and and, you know, destroying their property, even worse, harming a life. So, Father, we we lift up Punky in this need for their land in Kentucky to you, as well as these other prayers, Father. I just ask that you hear us, um, that you hear these prayers, and that you deliver on all. Because Jesus says that we have that power to ask. And, and in Matthew 21, 22, he gives us the red letter language that asking in prayer, believing we shall receive. And Father, we believe we've asked in prayer. We believe we've asked with a a loving heart, a kind heart, a a generous heart that's not full of of animosity or hatred or contempt or or anything of darkness, but of light and salt and love. So Father, we just ask that that in Jesus' name, we pray it in Jesus' name that this be done. And in his name we ask, amen. Well, I guess it is a good thing that I started 30 minutes early, so that way it only be 10 minutes late. Wrapping up, huh? Guys, thank you all so much for being here. Um, I enjoy each of these days that we have together and the time that we have together. It's the the one time I, I am forced to slow down and be here and just be present and, and worship with you guys. So thank you for joining me in that. And I'm going to find us some music to close out on. Um, Scott, I'm not sure if he's going to have bright tea on today at 5 or not. Um, and then tonight, the, the schedule should be... Um, Bards FM and then Fishers of Men. And then on Kilted Christian, there's uh, it's MSM Liars Thursday. So make sure to get over there and see that. Did he go ahead and start? Okay. He was supposed to. Oh, I have my phone and do not disturb. So he couldn't let me know. Yep, I see it now. He started at 1130. So guys, go hop on over there. I'll see you over there. And God bless.
Thank you. 